Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 239. Oh, it was such a big deal to start receiving those first sales. I cannot even describe how thrilling it is. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome to this week's show. Whether you're a first-time listener or have been following me for a while, I'm thrilled that we're together here today. I also want to thank those of you who have reached out through messages and emails. It means the world to me to get your comments and learn about you as one of my listeners. If you haven't connected with me yet, I can be reached at sue at giftbizunwrapped.com. This email address comes directly to me, so you'll get a response also directly from me. I welcome any feedback about the podcast, what you find helpful, other things you'd like to see in the future, anything you like. The show exists to help you advance, so sharing your thoughts helps both of us do more and be more. With regard to our talk today, it's a special one indeed. You know, I never know for sure where a conversation will go. Yes, there's some direction as we get started, but it's very loose and we just go where the conversation takes us. I try to put myself in your shoes and ask the questions that you'd ask or emphasize points that I really want to make sure that you get. But this conversation took me by surprise. A pleasant surprise, because I think it's going to hit home for a lot of you. You're going to hear the steady, progressive development of Oksana's design licensing business, and how she overcame many obstacles that could have served as excuses and held her back. We talk about international moves, tech challenges, having a baby in a foreign land, and one overarching challenge she reveals close to the end. Throughout it all, you'll hear the drive of a determined woman with a passion for her art and a love of serving that proves bigger than any of her limitations. It is my joy and honor to bring you Oksana's story. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Oksana Pasisnichenko. Oksana is the owner and designer of Oksansia Textile Design Studio and School. Her passion is to help creative people express their vision and connect with their customers by creating unique and beautiful repeat patterns and collections for their products. Oksana has a Master's of Arts degree from RUG University in the Netherlands, specializing in children's books. She's illustrated two published children's books and products, including her designs, sell at Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and CVS Pharmacy. She has a portfolio of more than 10,000 vector illustrations and designs and has collaborated on more than 100 client custom design projects. Oksana now lives in California with her amazing husband and sweet little girl. Together, they love to make arts and crafts, read funny books, and travel while collecting creative inspiration and adventures. Oksana, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. 
Thank you so much for having me, Sue. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. And you and I met in person at Pat Flynn's first event. We were at a little high table and we were just drinking some coffee and we immediately bonded. I loved hearing everything that you were doing. And right then and there, we talked about having you on the show. So I'm so thrilled that we're actually making it happen. Oh, I'm so excited. I was just blown away by your podcast. I've been learning so much since I met you. I actually, you introduced me to your podcast during the conference. And since then, I've been just binge listening to all the podcasts. It was so awesome. Thank you. Of course, I love hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) So help us learn a little bit more about you as you would describe yourself through a motivational candle. So what color really works for you? And what type of a quote or a motto would be put on a candle that would really speak to you, Oksana? Interesting that actually I worked for a few years for a company. We collaborated with a company. They do scented sachets and candles. So I do have my repeat pattern designs on a line of candles. So that's kind of fun. Oh, well, you have to tell us what line that is. What is it? It's called Floral Simplicity line. Floral Simplicity. Okay. They have basically my designs are all on 95% of their scents and including candles. That's fun. I loved working with them and it was a really fun couple of years that we collaborated together. And going back to my candle, I would say it would be a floral repeat pattern design. I love nature, so I love creating floral ones. And it will be probably purple, pink, and yellow since those are the colors that my brand colors and also the colors that I love the most. And the quote on it would be, I expand in abundance, success, health, love, and joy every day as I inspire others to do the same. And this is one of my favorite things that I repeat to myself, and it's from one of my favorite books. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I love that. That could be something that you like say to yourself while you're brushing your teeth every morning or something. That's exactly what I do. I have it written out and I have this kind of trick that I developed a habit when I can't sleep at night. I wake up and I cannot go back to sleep. I just repeat this quote in my head over and over and it always puts me back to sleep. And I feel like I train my subconscious more on living this kind of improving myself while inspiring others to do the same. Beautiful. So do you give permission to all of our listeners to jot that down and use your quote as well? Of course. I didn't come up with it. It's from the awesome book, The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the title of the book. I not only love the quote, but I also love how you're using it. I think that's perfect because self-talk does so much for our psyche. And I've heard more and more recently how when you do that right as you're falling asleep, it just continues on. It deepens the impact further, I guess I'd say. Definitely. I totally agree. It's been a very big help for me, especially since I started doing a morning routine and these kind of things at night when I wake up really helps. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so take us back a little bit and share with us how you got started. I just picture you, first of all, Gift Biz listeners, you have to know that Oksana is this cute little petite, just adorable little ball of energy. You know, have you ever seen people who are like really tiny, but their energy and their passion is huge? That's Oksana. So I don't mean to embarrass you, but people have to know that that's who you are. So I picture you when you were little as also being all artsy and designy and creative. Were you always that way? Actually, yes. And how I knew it is because I was the go-to kid at my school who has to do all the posters for all the events. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you know how the teachers, I feel like now that I'm older, I feel like the teachers sometimes know you and your strengths before you yourself know them. Mm-hmm. So that was this kind of thing always happened. And the other thing is they would put me in front of people to recite poetry or do some inspirational talks. And when I was growing up, I never knew why. I always felt like, why are they always asking me? But now I started doing my own YouTube channel. And now I'm like, oh, now I get it. Now you can see it in yourself. Yeah, now I can see it. So it's funny how that happened, but I did. I was a creative kid. I always loved arts and I loved crafts. And my mom taught me how to design clothes and actually create them and make up your own clothing designs and patterns and these kind of things. So even though my mom is not an artist, but she is a very good teamstress and a teacher. So my love of arts and fabrics comes from that time. Started way back then. Way back to Ukraine, yes. And the school was actually really lucky because I bet those would be worth lots of money now, given the way your careers progressed. They got it for free, but little did they know (laughs) what they actually had. Oh, it was fun. I loved it. It was fun to see my designs everywhere when I was growing up. And I had no idea that I was doing it because I was very much into poetry back then. And I was very lucky because I entered some competitions. I won competitions as a child in Ukraine. I grew up and was born and grew up in Ukraine in a small town in the western part. My parents still live in the same house there. And so it was awesome. I actually really loved, I consider myself lucky having a childhood that I had there. And what happened was I was very much into poetry. So I didn't really develop my art skills seriously and professionally after I finished my college, my universities. So just somehow the creative was always there in different forms. Right, because you were educated, but it was still an arts degree, even though you were doing children's books. Well, actually, it is a Master of Arts. One of my masters, I have two masters, but one of them is Master of Arts. But it's actually more of languages and culture. It's a little bit weird, but this is how it goes. (laughs) I think the arts, in a way, are literature as part of them. And I especially transitioned into visual arts and graphic arts uh, when I became interested in children's book illustration in the Netherlands when I did my scholarship at the university. My love of children's books started back then. And then since then, my goal was to publish still children's books, which it happened. Yeah, I was very, very grateful that I found a publisher and we worked together when I lived back in Europe. So even before I moved to U.S., Okay, so before we move on, Oksana, you were telling me a little bit in the pre-chat that there's a little bit of a story behind your last name. So I'm going to try and say it once again, and I want you to tell everybody the story. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so you say your name, Pasisnichenko. How'd I do? Very good. It's a tricky last name that (laughs) even when I was going to college, it was a tradition to call out everyone by last name back then when I was there. And what happened was the teacher would always reach me and just always use my first name. (laughs) And they are Ukrainian, right? So they, even in my own home country, it's a tricky last name. But the funniest, I actually really love it because my father, he is an engineer. But when he was getting a little bit older, he decided to become a beekeeper because our last name is actually means in Ukrainian, the son of the beekeeper. So I am now a daughter of a beekeeper. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And my father became one because of our last name. I still keep it. I love it. He became a beekeeper because of the last name? 
Yes, he did. <laughs> he actually really, really loves beekeeping. He is very much into it. He's a big fan. But I think in a way he says, everyone was telling, why are you still not keeping bees with this last name for years? So eventually he started. Until finally he's like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so take us to the time then when you established Oxantia Textile Design Studio. How did that come about? Sure. So what happened it was that I was studying, I was doing two master's degrees in two different countries at the same time. One was in English and the other one was in Dutch. And I felt really, really tired and burned out, to be honest. I had to write two theses at the same time, the same summer and defend two degrees in two different countries. So I was really tired. And the only thing that I started thinking about is to how can I just do my art and just get away from the science and the intensity of studying. I successfully graduated, but it still it was it took a lot out of me. So I decided to just focus on my creativity for a while. So I have so understanding, such an understanding husband. He's super supportive. We've been together 15 years. So I was lucky because he says, okay, of course, if you want to draw for a while, just draw for a while. And that drawing for a while was back into Southern 3. I think 2003 or four, something like that. I'm already forgetting. <laughs> but what happened was that I just wanted to draw for myself as a hobby. I always loved drawing. So I took a few months and then a friend introduced me to a way how to create uh, digital illustrations and how to market them online. So I really loved this idea. I was so excited and fascinated by it. And I researched the software, which is Adobe Illustrator. Then I said, well, it sounds so fun. I can just try. And it always went together with my dream of becoming a children's book illustrator back then. So I just started drawing for myself and started posting those pictures, simple illustrations, a lot of children's illustrations back then on a website and then a few different websites. And I started making income pretty quickly. It was a small income for a few years. It was, let's say, side income for a while, but I loved it so much and it felt soul satisfying for me that I didn't really want to go back to my languages anymore or linguistics. I really wanted to focus on uh, arts. So this is how it started. You got the bug, if you will. Yes, very much. <laughs> and the online business, I've had mine for close to, I think, 14 years now. So definitely, I'm a big fan. It's been going on. It's a love affair of many, many years now. <laughs> okay, so am I understanding you correctly that you just started this for fun? But did you already have a website? Or did you just decide to create a website to put your artwork up there still all just for fun? And it started to become noticed? Is that what happened? So I didn't even have a website for a long time, to be honest. It was all on the platforms which are called microstock websites. And the most noticeable out of them are Shutterstock and iStock. Now it's Adobe Stock. So these three, let's say, are one of the biggest players in that field. And I didn't really need a website because customers wouldn't come to my website necessarily in the beginning. They would go directly to those sites. And they would search input. Let's say you have a line of backpacks and you want a line of patterns to go on all of them. So you would go there and then you search for repeat pattern design. The only thing that I have to tell you, you have to have a special kind of license. They have different licenses, but people buy different types of licenses for the same type of design, depending on what they need. 
So I didn't really have a website for a few years, actually. And then I really got one because I started getting inquiries from clients, from a lot of manufacturing clients. The same as I mentioned, the client found me. They were making a line of candles and scented products. And the other one was a baby wearing company. So they would find me. And since the actual one-on-one clients started coming and they didn't want already pre-existing design, they wanted something totally different and new, which I could create for them. And probably something that then would be just theirs. Just theirs, yes. Uh, Of course, it is a different kind of project. It's a different price point. It's a different type of work that we did with those customers. And then I started my website. So not to necessarily sell my designs right away, but to collaborate with people so they can find me, they can see testimonials from other customers. That was the purpose of my website back then. But the main sales as in the semi-passive income quality, I still... 14 years later, I get from my microstock portfolio and I have close to around 10,000, a little bit over 10,000 files for sale there. And people license them over and over day and night from all over the world. What a beautiful business model that is. I am so grateful for it. I'm glad my friend introduced me back 14 years ago. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting to me that you were doing it for fun You, I guess, knew from Adobe Illustrator, you learned that that was where you should put your designs. But then to start seeing people wanting them and licensing them had to have been such an exciting time for you. Because even though you loved your designs, you didn't know for sure how popular they'd be with everybody else. But clearly they were. Oh, it was such a big deal to start receiving those first sales. I cannot even describe how thrilling it is. When you're just drawing for yourself, you can show it to some people and they might say they might like it or something. They're just being polite. But when people actually pay money for your designs and they don't know you, so they don't have to be nice and say, oh, that's beautiful, right? This is just amazing. I personally really loved the collaboration with other people. I know some artists have a little bit of harder time with imagining other people using their work on their products. But to me, it was such a thrill to see a mom with a baby and they're carrying a baby in the sling and the sling has my design on it. But they're hugging another awesome client that I worked with. They have the line of baby wearing slings. And when I saw all of those moms and babies, it's just I was literally crying. Oh, (laughs) well, I think it does take a special person because you don't need to be known for the artwork that's on the product. It's whoever has purchased and licensed your imaging for their product. But you get the gratification in the way that you just said by seeing it out there. I always loved it. I always loved it. I love to see other people's designs. I always collect other people's designs because I just find them inspiring. Little like cups and scarves and bags. I just sometimes, I just love to surround myself with that and be inspired by other people. And to see my designs out there on the products, for me personally, it was one of the best things ever and still is. When I get a package from my client in the mail, we just recently got another client sent us a package with matching outfits for me and my daughter. She's five. Oh, we have the pictures. And it's actually was a little dinosaur print. I know it sounds kind of weird, (laughs) but it turned out very cute. And my daughter loves it. She wears it to school, little kind of flying dinosaurs pattern. And we went to a museum and took a picture next to T-Rex bones (laughs) on the same day. Oh, that's so fun. It's so fun. This thing is actually much more gratifying to me than just being in a gallery, to be honest. 
it takes my particular character and I know many fellow designers who love that. Yes. It's really nice too, because like you're saying, I know you say it's semi-passive income because it was a lot of work to get there, but you are getting royalties now every time somebody buys and you're not having to do more work. So that is beautiful unto itself. So Axancia Textile Design Studio, did it start when you had the website or at what point did you like officially make it your own business? I officially made it my own business in the Netherlands when I started making enough income to pay taxes. They have a cutoff time. And when I realized that I had to pay taxes, of course I had to, but if you're just making a small amount of money back then, at least I didn't have to register right away. But then over time, of course, I started making more serious side income and I wanted to still focus on illustration back then. And that's when I was starting to think about creating a brand and a website and attracting actual one-on-one clients. So that was the idea then. However, I knew that we would be moving to US. So for us personally, we are a traveling family. I lived in three different countries at this point extensively for longer times. So arranging the business would always has to be with the consideration of international travel and living abroad. Mm -hmm. So you have to be location free, if you will. You have to be able to work from anywhere. Yeah, very important for us. And it worked out beautifully. It sure did. Because I transitioned very well. In the Netherlands, I had an actual art studio set up just for myself. I had all the paints, all the easels. I had canvases, the whole dream setup. Luckily, my business didn't need any of that. It was just for me as a hobby, let's say. I just play with paint. Actual business was all digital. And I just took my computer with me, took the hard drives with me, and moved to California. Beautiful. And I would suggest that physical creation also still helped fuel your digital inspiration at the same time. That's true. I did have an Etsy shop for a while with children's nursery prints and design, little canvases. I had a line of cute little elephants. That was fun. But still, in comparison, my digital work really gave me so much freedom that I stuck with it through the years. All right. So to hear you tell the story, you started the website because people started coming to you and wanting their own unique designs that could only be used by them, right? Yes, correct. How did you go about defining what that whole process would look like? And I'm saying this gift biz listeners because, and I love the fact that Oksana is here sharing her story with us, because if you make knitted scarves or you are a candle maker or whatever it is, first off, if you're a candle maker, you want to maybe want to look at some of Oksana's designs. But apart (laughs) from that, if there's something that you know how to do that you could put into a digital format, whether it's a video or downloadable lesson on how to do some of the things that you could do, you can start creating your own sources of semi-passive income as well. So I'm wanting you to start thinking that way because that's a way where you're not adding incremental costs and time to your business, but you're adding incremental revenue long-term. So start thinking a little bit about that as we continue talking. But so getting back to what I was saying, Oksana, is you were lucky because customers were coming to you, but then all of a sudden you had to set up a system. Yes, 100%. I always wanted to be very professional in my work. When I was just starting out, since I am a linguist by education and a literature major at the same time, I definitely didn't have all of these processes aligned. 
However, I did know a technical side of design. I knew what manufacturers would want. And of course, every manufacturer and their product and project differs. So I always had to account for that. But definitely, I figured out the system by studying online how to set everything up. And many times I created step-by-step checklists for myself and I used online tools to create the contracts that I needed. I was very always very careful with the special contracts to protect myself and my clients, of course. So I took it very seriously. From the first client, I took it very seriously. And definitely I wanted to have an actual business. I had an actual business in mind when I was starting to work with one-on-one clients. But to add to your excellent point that you just made before this, I want to say that I, over time, I started teaching all of these systems. So right now I have an actual online school with close to 1,000 fellow textile design beginners that want to build a similar business that I built over the years. So all of these educational things and tutorials over time that I was creating for free grew into an actual school, online school that I have right now. Perfect. So you're demonstrating exactly what I was just suggesting for others. Yes. What you suggested is excellent because I feel like I grew my business very significantly. The original business has grown over the last two years and growing right now as we speak. So you have three sources of income from what I'm understanding. You have the licensed designs that anybody can purchase online. You have your one-on-one collaborations. And then you have a group of students who are part of your school and the learning. Yes. It's three of those. Is there anything else you're holding back on us, Oksana? (laughs) (laughs) Are those the three? Actually, I do have a YouTube income. I have a small channel. It's a niche channel. I have close to almost 17,000 subscribers right now. So it's still a small channel. But it's since it's a micro niche, which I teach a vector textile design, particular kind of textile design even, then I have an awesome, awesome creative community that we are all very close together and communicating regularly. So I call them my creative family or my amazing creative friends. So I'm so blessed to be able to have these awesome people in my life and to be able to teach them something. But YouTube income is the ads that people have on YouTube videos. Uh, That's a small percentage, but it's also a recurring monthly income as well as some referral. So I would say affiliate side of business and also very small at this point. So not a big portion yet. But it can grow and a lot of little small things add up to something more significant. Exactly. That's what I noticed over the years. And it's been working well. It's been growing too. Well, this story is all beautiful. It all sounds full of success and everything is perfect. But there has to be a time when you had some challenges. Can you share with us at least one so that we know you're human like all of us? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I am very human. Very much so. (laughs) Our conversation from here goes deeper and takes a more serious tone. So I thought before we get into all of that, we'd stop for a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of the Ribbon Print Company. Create custom ribbons right in your store or craft studio in seconds. Visit theribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Well, the biggest challenge in my life that I share always with my audience is that I am a chronic migraine sufferer. 
And the migraines that I have, I've had them since I was at least five years old, all my life. And what happened with me is that for all my life, they are really bad. And unfortunately, right now, as we speak, I'm at the day 17 of a cluster migraine. So not everything is fun and pretty with the health issues. And I am open to talk about it because I know a lot of people suffer from migraines or other chronic health issues. And I decided to share my experience. And the business that I was just describing is in a way influenced by my condition, by my health, because I did not want to work for somebody else and be responsible to be there at a specific time. Because any day, any moment of a day, I can be in bed, I would have to take to bed a lie in the dark for the rest of the day or me even longer. That is that's kind of my story, which I'm happy to share that you guys are listening, if you have a chronic health condition, I really recommend looking into semi-passive income and setting up streams of income like that because it can definitely change your life. And I do have great times. I have great weeks with no migraines. I have an awesome little girl that we play with. And partially, I wanted her to see a mother not only sick in bed many days every week, but also a one who goes after her dreams no matter. No matter. You are a perfect, perfect role model. And as you've been sharing this, I didn't know this about you, but you could have used this as an excuse, right? To say, oh, well, I couldn't possibly build anything because how could I possibly do it? But that's not what you did. You've taken what you have available for yourself and worked around it, been resourceful and worked around it because you could have gone a different way, Oksana. I am so lucky to have very supportive parents. I grew up being very supported in that. And it must have been very hard for them now being a parent myself. And the same as my husband, he's awesome. He's really, really supportive. He always knew that I can, I have the potential to build a business like that. Maybe I didn't even know about my online school. I didn't even know that potential until recently. Now I'm really in love with it, with this side. But being creative and creating and inspiring other people and collaborating with people, that was always my dream. And I'm so glad that I started. I'm so, so glad that I started. I cannot even tell you. Every day I wake up and I go to my computer and I say, I cannot believe that I didn't chicken out and just start (laughs) and did something instead of complaining about my health. So this is my life right now. And some days I cannot make a YouTube video and I cannot make a lesson for my course or make another pattern because I cannot look at light. I cannot even look at my screen sometimes. So having an online business involves looking at screens, the same as drawing and making digital art. I have my challenges. But at the same time, you know what? I will share the very empowering thing that happened to me just last year. I figured out that my body can have these limitations. But you know what? The systems that I built and the business that I built does not. My business doesn't have a migraine. So if I concentrate on systems and I grow them and I make them run well, and maybe eventually I'm thinking of hiring a team I'm already studying for that and looking into that so that I can build something bigger beyond my limitations. That's kind of the stage that I'm looking at. And the systems that I use for business, they don't have a migraine. That's what I tell myself. That's a great quote right there, actually. (laughs) I hope it would be inspiring to some of your listeners, too, because I believe very strongly about it. It's one of my passions to share what's possible with health limitations. 
Well, and my guess is that based on what you've built also, you don't have the stress, as you were saying earlier, about having to be at a certain place at a certain time because you don't work for somebody else. I don't know anything really about migraines. I'm feeling a little guilty about saying that right now. But I'm wondering if just the relief that that's not an issue for you, you can work when you're able to work and not when you can't, also might reduce how severe or how often they show up because you don't have that extra pressure on you. Oh, 100%. 100%. I am so grateful that I created the income for myself to support me and my family so that I don't have to stress out. I never wanted to take hardcore pills from my headaches because I knew that if I work for somebody else, I would be responsible to show up every day. And even though I am so responsible for my students, I always show up for them as much as I can. But I can always reach out and tell them, let me just do it tomorrow. And I share that with them that I will definitely follow through. Just maybe not this hour. I need it for my health. All of your students know this is part of your story. Yes. Yeah, I share it. I don't speak about it in every video. I don't want it's not the biggest part yet. But to be honest, I am growing that awareness. I want to spread the message of creating a business and systems, even if you have health limitations. Do you feel that this has affected your ability to grow at all? Not in terms of what you're able to accomplish, but in terms of the receptivity of you and your product. You mean my teaching? No, you know, the fact that you have, and I'm asking this because I have a couple of people who are probably listening right now who also have different types of limitation. Let's face it. I mean, all of us have limitations of some sort to different degrees, right? We have physical limitations, psychological limitations. Maybe some people are battling a disease. Maybe some people have trauma of some sort. Like there's all different types of things that could happen. And often I've gotten into conversations actually with some of my students saying, I've got to keep that hidden because if people knew, they wouldn't buy from me. Hmm, that's interesting. To be honest, I never thought about it like that. I feel like I probably would be a harder as employee. That's, I mm-hmm. thought about mm-hmm. that. I never really thought about any issues with my designs or my lessons because I have everything pre-recorded. I feel like definitely I was con- always concerned for me being physically showing up for work, right, every right. day. And staying there until the end, because I know when I was going to college and to university and even to school, I had to leave very often. I had to skip many classes just because of my migraines. So I always wanted a passive income kind of situation and to be able to create products which were already created. I didn't have to deliver them live and be physically on location. And other than that, if I create them, be it patterns, be it designs, illustrations, books, videos, or my lessons or online courses, all of those are Mm pre-recorded. That gives me a lot of support. I know that all of them are done and my students can uh, use them and learn from them anytime or students and clients too can use them anytime. They don't depend on my health. Right. Okay, I appreciate so much how open you're being about all of this. And I have one more question for you on this. And this is really your recommendation or your experience for someone who's in a situation like this. So they have some type of what they've defined as a limitation for themselves, right? 
And you were saying how happy you are that you made the move, that you took the action to do it. You overcame any self-doubt or concern. Can you remember or do you have any suggestions for someone in that situation about how you were able to just go ahead and keep going, even past that concern or question? That's a great question, Sue. I love it. I think there will be two parts answer to this question in my case. The first part is that I would just take any time you can, and it can be 15 minutes a day, but be as consistent as possible. So what I did when I was pregnant with my daughter, and then I was with her, she was with me full time. I was the caregiver full time for two and a half years away from any relatives. I was in California already. So what I did, I would spend on my business even 30 minutes when she was napping, or I would spend an hour or maybe two hours. And sometimes she would just play next to me, draw next to me, and I would draw on my computer. So whatever I could to be consistent, even 15 minutes a day, that was super, super important. It got me through some years where I saw significant growth in my business, even though I was working one hour per day, or even many days I wouldn't work because I wouldn't feel well. So I believe strongly that even 15 minutes of consistent work, not even at the same time every day, whenever you can, but just make it a habit. And in a year or two or three, you will see amazing results. So that's a part one of my suggestion. Take any time you can. If you can do six hours per day, perfect. If you can do 15 minutes per day, that will get you far too. And the second part is to create semi-passive income streams. If you have any sort of limitations, health or otherwise, I would seriously research how you can contribute. Is it tutorials? Is it designs? Is it basically anything that you create, let's say, that will be sold online in a recurring manner without you being present delivering the product? It will really, really help you and definitely will help your family. And it will create so much freedom and peace of mind. I am the living proof of that with my health issues and I take care of my child with my husband, of course, but we don't really have much support since we live international family, we live abroad, expats. And what happened was that I every day, me and my husband in our kitchen, we drink tea and we thank and express gratefulness that back then we started. And I always say that he was the one who got me fired up because I, my friend told me about it and I said, I don't know anything about it. But then when I told my husband, he was coming from a software development. He's actually a physicist. He's in physics right now, but he was coming from software development. He's like, I think this is genius. <laughs> he was telling me, I think this is brilliant. <laughs> he saw an opportunity. And back then, I think I was just starting to use email. <laughs> so I didn't really know anything about it. But seeing his eyes light up and he is not an artist, he couldn't do it himself. But he said to me, do it. It's going to be awesome. He saw this vision and I got fired up. I still remember his face when he Aww, told me. <laughs> that's so cute. Well, he was a supporter of yours all along because he's the one who said, go ahead and just draw, right? Not even before you started any monetizing anything. He just said, go ahead and just draw, right? Oh, yeah. And it took years. It took me years since I wasn't even an artist yet, right? I was in literature and I was good at drawing and sketching, but I was not a professional quality artist yet. I always tell all my audience and my students that give yourself some grace 
and give yourself some time to learn how to be a designer, to learn how to be an artist. And you will get there if you're persistent and you put your passion in there. But what happened with my husband, he actually one day I came to him being an illustrator back then. I already had my first book published, but I told him, oh, I really love those repeat pattern designs for fabric, but I cannot make them happen in this particular technical vector format. It was back then they didn't have even built in tools for that. And I still don't use those tools. They are not very helpful for my particular case for technical specifications. But I just told my husband, and he's a physicist, he has nothing to do with that software. He had no idea what to do with it. And I told him that one time, told him that second time. And you know how sometimes our men who love us, they want to fix things for us? Always, yes. (laughs) So he sits me down and says, okay, show me. Show me what you mean. I don't get it. So I showed him, this is the challenge. I showed him, this is what I want to create, but it's hard. It takes me a whole week to create one design. So I still, I have goosebumps all over my body since I remember that. When every time I remember that, because what he did in five minutes, he figured out a system. He says, so why don't you this and this and this and this? Five minutes took him. No. (laughs) I just looked at him, you know, my jaw dropped and I said, wait a minute, it's brilliant. It's simple and brilliant at the same time. So the very next day I sat down and I created five designs in three hours with his system. So he designed, basically, he adjusted the software for me without going into the code. You know, it's amazing to me how somebody who's not in the field and kind of understands what you're trying to do can come up with the perfect solution. It was unbelievable. This synergy that happened, I still feel it. We still talk about it. And it's already been at least 12 years since that time. And I still use that system. And I teach it to my students. Well, I love my husband. He's awesome. I'm the biggest fan of his because the suggestions that he gives to me as non-artist, as a technical guy, sometimes they blow my mind. Right. Well, that's just a good lesson to all of us that sometimes we think that, oh, well, you're not going to understand whoever it is you're talking to because you're not part of the community when they might have the best solution because they're not part of the knowledge base, you know, the standard information that's out there. Exactly. That's to collaborate. I feel like it's really great. So one final topic I want to touch on just briefly, and that is your style and way of working with customers, because clearly you are a pro at it. You have a whole slew of students, but you also have your one-on-one clients. Can you give us any tips or thoughts or suggestions on how to work with people as you're working them through your system? Oh, of course. I love to talk about it because I love my clients dearly. One of my clients actually moved with her whole family close to us, and they already been to my daughter's birthday party. Oh, love that. (laughs) I love people who I work with, and I've met so many people all over the world being a very international person myself. I definitely have U.S. clients. I have clients from Malaysia. I have clients from Europe, from all over the world. And I'm so blessed to learn. Every time I work with them, I learn something new. I learn something new about their business, their products. So that's awesome. And what I usually do with my one-on-one design clients, I like to talk to them on Skype whenever I can so that I can get to know their business. And I love to create mock-ups for them. So not only show actual artwork, but also how it would look on a similar product that they have. Because for some people, I feel like they cannot envision as quickly 
you can tell me a purple floral pattern in this style and I can have it right in my head immediately with the experience. But many people, they like to see the results. So I like to show them more how their products will look with mm -hmm. particular design. And then we work on that. And also I like to give them a little presents on Christmas or on their birthday. It's just like a little something to connect with them and reconnect and stay in touch. So that's a few things that happen, but I definitely love taking pictures of their work and showing people and dressing my daughter up in outfits from the company that I work with. And taking pictures next to dinosaur bones. Yes, dinosaur bones. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So what's the future going to hold for you? I'd love to just talk a little bit, get in your brain of where you think you're going with everything within the next few years. What do you think? Well, my business and life changed the moment that I realized that I have passion for sharing. And I love encouraging people and sharing my story and actually giving people systems and resources that helped me. I really have a big passion and the shift happened two years ago. And what I feel like there is a lot of things that I want to share and create and make easier for people and help inspire people with the message about how to empower their life and create systems to grow beyond their limitations. So as definitely, I feel a strong energy coming from that direction. But creatively, I always have plans and ideas for different lines of products or collaborations. Definitely have a lot of visions and inspiration on my computer right now, waiting for my moment because I'm very organized with my time, how I spend it. And I have slots for creating, being a, wearing a designer hat and I have time for wearing a video editor hat <laughs> <laughs> and I have time for wearing a mama hat, just being a mommy. I love to segment my time like that. And I do feel different kind of interesting opportunities and energies coming from all of those directions. And what I would love to happen is for me to improve my health. If I'm completely honest with you, if I could wave a magic wand, I would love to improve my health and find a way to get better because I feel like I can contribute on a higher level to this world. Well, you never know. And my wish is going to be that that happens because then you can, then you could spread more of all your goodness to everybody else. Oh, thank you. Oksana, this has been so interesting. Your stories are fabulous. I've loved getting to know you more through your stories of the podcast. You are just so cute, so professional, so oh. buttoned up. And I know our listeners can hear this too, as you are so genuine in what you're talking about in terms of sharing and being generous with what you know, and making yourself vulnerable too, to talk about things so that, you know, it, it will help others. So for all of that reason, I really, really appreciate everything that we've talked about today. How can our listeners get in touch with you, see more of what you're about? Where would you send them online? Definitely would be my website. And thank you so much for your kind words. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Spoken in truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you want to learn about what I do, I would love for you to visit oksanta.com and it's O-K-S-A-N as in Nancy, C-I-A dot com. And that's all of my personalities and creative side and teaching side. All of that is on my website. I have a lot of tutorials there too. Beautiful. And I'm kind of feeling like even if some of our listeners here aren't into more of the design mode, just going over there will put a smile on all our faces. 
<laughs> seeing all the things that you have will just make people happy just unto itself. <laughs> oh, thank you, Sue. Well, thank you once again. Continued success. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you. Me too. Oksana, a heartfelt thank you for opening up and sharing with us about your chronic migraines. It's such a powerful story of making adjustments in your business and life to accommodate your needs and also fulfill your dreams. If you as a listener find yourself in a similar spot, with different challenges perhaps, I hope you've been encouraged and energized by Oksana's story, and it bolsters your own actions to go after what you want in life, no matter what hurdles face you. On deck next week is a story about another woman who went up against the odds in a different way. Let's just say it's a mini miracle she got her job in the first place. And once she did, she walked into a beehive of activity and got stung more than once. More on that next Monday. Bye for now. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making my favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.